BYU football is presented by Black Bear Diner. Black Bear Diner was started by a couple of hungry guys with a big dream. That dream was good old-fashioned family food with great service at over 100 Black Bear Diner locations. Well, coming into tonight, the one thing we said about uh, ECU is you can throw against them. Everybody's thrown against them. The passer rating allowed by ECU is, is unbelievable. It's, it's so high that almost no team ever gets there. And the passing yardage allowed is north of 300 yards. But in, on this night, BYU's completed 10 passes for 107 yards. And they trail 19-10 to 10 heading into the fourth quarter. ECU 19 and BYU 10. BYU in that third quarter completed just one pass. It was a big one. It was 46 yards to Hefo. But all BYU got out of that drive was, was, a, was a big nothing. Zero points on that drive on a missed field goal. This year... That's a tough, a tough number to say, Mark. We're in the eighth game. Yeah. BYU has scored 13 third-quarter points on the year. In eight games, less than two points per quarter in the third quarter. That's not how you come out of the locker room, but it is how this team comes out, unfortunately, this year. And they're down by nine, heading into the fourth. Here we go. Johnny Linehan on fourth and five, punting it away to start quarter number four. Short on this one. Fair catch and made at the 33 of ECU. Quay Johnson on that collection. So 14.52 to go in the game. The game, BYU trails by two scores. BYU's averaging 11 points per game and has 10 points in this game. And again, if you can't do it against ECU, can you do it against anybody uh, down the stretch is the question. And it may be semi-immaterial relative to postseason hopes because if BYU doesn't win tonight, they're not going gold. Yeah, and so you just have to start doing some things offensively because of that situation. Desperation you're, you're, time. Yeah, it's dire right now. You've yep. got to go out there and play. It's 15 minutes to extend a 12-year streak. Minshew in for Cirque against pressure. Throws man on man and man. Davon Grayson makes the catch on Chris Wilcox. Finally, Zane Anderson comes down to ride him down. That's man-to-man, back shoulder. Grayson, he makes the catch. Davon Grayson's been close to unstoppable tonight. That's 10 catches, almost 160 yards. Boy, that's a, you know, that's the thing. Get it out close to that kid, and he catches it. He goes and gets it. Minshew, whether it's Sirk or Minshew, they're just throwing it up, and their guys are getting it. ECU came into tonight with the more advanced passing game, and they're showing why. The better throwing team is the better football team tonight, I hate to say. 19 to 10, ECU leads it. Can BYU flip the script and somehow come back to win it? Screen near side, Quay Johnson makes a man miss. Gets to the second level. First down again, a 12-yard gain on first down and 10. Big chunks of yards for ECU. So in the last six games, ECU has 10 100-yard receiving efforts. 10. BYU's got almost two years without a 100-yard receiving effort in a game. That's how things have gotten for this BYU throw game. It's just not there and hasn't been for two seasons. Minshew, shotgun. Right hip, Devin Anderson. Twins to either side. First and 10 from the 26 of BYU. Minshew, audibles as the play clock is under 10. The game clock is under 14. It may be big plays on defense needed to keep the Cougars in this one. Minshew on a three-step. Goes end zone. Far side of the field it is. Caught for the touchdown. What a play and what a grab by Trayvon Brown. It's 25-10 to 10 with the PAT pending. Again, they throw it up, and again, their guy goes and gets it. Dion Gumwolaku in coverage. Trayvon Brown with the completion, and it's getting out of hand here in Greenville. Well, that's the truth, Greg. He does. He just uh, loops. He's in. Uh, Gwolaku's in good position. 
The ball is thrown up. The receiver sees where it is, and Gualaku doesn't, so he can't help but uh, try and get his hand up anywhere he can to make the stop. And Brown just fights for it, makes the reception. It's in his belly, and he catches it. You know, that's what a receiver's doing. They catch it. It's a 67-yard drive. It's three plays. It's 105 off the clock. It's a 26-yard touchdown pass. Minshew to Trayvon Brown. The backup QB has done what the starting QB did tonight. Two guys who can really sling it, tonight at least. And BYU's not in sling it territory this season, unfortunately. PAT is on its way by Jake Verity, and it is through, and it's 26-10. to 10. So BYU team averaging 11 points per game has just the 10 tonight, and they'll need to find at least 17 in under 14 minutes of play when their 12-year bowl streak comes to an end in the heart of eastern North Carolina. We'll take a break. BYU trailing at 26-10 with 13.47 to go here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU fans at StubHub, every Cougars ticket is 100% guaranteed, and you'll find the best selection of Cougar tickets anywhere. StubHub, your ticket out. StubHub is the official ticketing partner of the BYU Cougars. The Cougars' only ticket out of Greenville with a win is a massive comeback here late in the fourth quarter. It's not so late yet. It's late in the game. 13.47 to go in the fourth. BYU down 26-10. to 10. BYU is at 10 and averaging 11 on the year. And ECU was the one team against which you, you try to get better because everybody scores and everybody gets yards against ECU, everybody but BYU. And that's the ultimate judgment so far this season is what can you do against this team offensively? And so far, not much. Three yards deep, Trinaman has to slow down at the 10 and he's rocked at the 15. Short return for Trinaman as he put the brakes on. We're having to go back a long time to talk about all the things that uh, this team relates to. And back in 1968 was the last seven-game losing skid for BYU. They went to 1-7 and seven at that time. And BYU will be 1-7 and seven if they don't come back here tonight. And they'll be out of bowl eligibility with still more than a month to go. Tanner Mangum remains in the game. K.J. Hall is the trail back in the pistol. Riley Burt had an early first-half cameo. Dropped the ball, and we never saw him again. Mangum throws far sideline. A little comeback. A little hitch at the far side. And it's Bo Tanner making his first catch, his first down. 11-yard gain. Nice way to start things out. 13.30 to go. And BYU now no huddles it. Yeah. It's a long throw to make, and he uh, throws that one right on the numbers. Relative ease. BYU football brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. I said no huddle. Scratch that. They huddle after that play. And now with the play clock down to under 15, snap the ball with 13-15 to go. There has to be a sense of urgency. It's a 16-point deficit taking a lot of time between plays. Mangum shuffling in the pocket. Throws for K.J. Hall who makes the catch right flat. There goes K.J. Coming near side. 35, 40, 45, 50. Down the sideline. Flags fly. Maybe a block in the back. Maybe coming back. But a big play still for BYU. And Simon or Tanner, who gets called for that? Simon. Simon with a block in the back to free K.J. Hall, who is off to the races for a big gainer, but it won't be that big. They'll bring it back after an illegal block. And T. John Karoma is incensed that that big play comes most of the way back. 
One step forward and two steps back for BYU. And that's a clip that's just not even close. You know, sometimes you get him on the back shoulder. Yeah. Maybe that was just uh, right in the back. It's coming back. Blocking the bat. Number 13, offense. 10-yard penalty. Result of the play, still a first down. That's, that's right. The they of the they, they, so why, why is BYU back 40 yards? It shouldn't be back that far, right? No. They should move the ball well up. Yeah, it's going to be at the 40-yard line. The spot's not right. BYU's, so BYU's that, 20 yards back where they need to be. The ball's well upfield. They got the first down. The, the, there was a spot foul, so it's at the 40-yard line. There was BYU huddling back at the 20. In that situation, Greg, uh, you try and wait because KJ is going to make the tackler turn. So you just wait there for him to turn just enough that you can get your head in front of him. They move the chains to the 40-yard line. First and 10. Two touchdowns and two-point conversions would tie this game. Pass to Hefo is complete for 12 yards past midfield. Now, BYU has not converted a single two-point conversion since Kalani's come on board. They would need two after touchdowns to tie this if they don't score anything else but touchdowns down 26 to 10. 12.40 to go. BYU is now into ECU territory, so a smart-looking drive. Can they keep it going? They've been in a soft zone this time. They're coming out in man. They've not scored a touchdown on any drive this year with an offensive penalty, and they have an offensive penalty on this drive. Can they overcome it? Tanner, deep down the far sideline. Man, is there is Tanner. It is overthrown by two yards. Tanner was behind the D, and Tanner Mangum overthrows Bo Tanner and to the boundary as well. That needed to be a more inbounds, and he had his man beat, and it was yeah. overthrown. Second down and 10 from the 48 of ECU. That defender lost ground, lost ground as they were running downfield. He was uh, well behind and trailing. Well behind, and numerous times this year, three, four, five, maybe six, the well-behind guy hasn't gotten the ball to his hands. Trips to the right. Pistol for Mangum on second down and 10. Now they move to right hip with the back. Pressure from Mangum's right. A step up. A fire on the scene. Hefo makes the catch. Oh, what a grab. And the 20-yard line. Second down and 10. A 28-yard completion. And the last couple of weeks, Aleva Hefo has been the playmaker. Well, this ball's right on target again. Yeah, it's funny that you missed the last one. And here he is uh, worried about getting sacked. He's moving around in the pocket and throws that right on the butt. Now, this is Tanner Mangum. He gets into the huddle, claps his hands, calls his play, and gets ready to roll. BYU down 26-10. to 10. 12 even to play here in Greenville. Trips to the left. Trinaman, Simon, Hefo. Single wide right is Bushman. Matt's had a quiet night. Three catches, 12 yards. He Mangum in the gun. A step up, a pump, a go. Oh, it's almost intercepted. It was thrown too far in front of Hefo, and he had it in his hands. The ECU defender sees it sail through his hands. Devondre Robinson, I thought, had the pick, Mark. Yeah, this is that load-up that, you know, when Tanner loads up, he makes that little shuffle step, shuffle step, he overstrides with his front foot, and he really just guns it. But when he does that, he usually loses accuracy. And Devondre Robinson had to go through his hands and hit him in the face. That should have been a pick for ECU. Second and 10, BYU with the ECU 22. Pistol. And now Paul shifts and moves to the left hip of Manga. Looking right, looking left, looking middle, dumps it off middle to the 16-yard line, gain of six on second and ten. Third down and four for BYU, 11.30 in the clock rolling. Micah Simon on the reception. 
and that's catch number three. Aleva Hifo is four yards away from becoming the first 100-yard receiver for BYU since Mitch Matthews almost two years ago. November of 2015 at Utah State was BYU's last 100-yard receiver. Aleva is at five for 96. BYU third and four from the 16. It converted one of one on third and four. Down, incomplete. First down, more. Trinaman, five-yard line, four-yard line. First and goal, BYU. The Cougars looking to keep it interesting. 26 to 10. What they're looking to do is win the game. 10:59 to go. Driving toward the end zone. Nice wide receiver screen. Uh, that offensive line that all those defenders run through so that they weren't going to be able to get back and help on that tackle. All right, they spotted at the five at the far hash. BYU left to right here in the fourth quarter as we see it and you hear it. North to south here in Greenville. First and goal from the five. Mangum in the gun. Ula's back in the game. And he's on the right hip of Mangum. Trips to the right. Hifo now motions and comes back to the right for Trips. A sprint right for Mangum. Slaps the ball once, twice. Looks end zone. Keeps. Steps out at the nine. A loss of four on first and goal from the five. Mangum running out of room toward the sideline and running out of bounds for a loss on the play. And an ECU player is down on the field, injured inside the 10-yard line. Devondre Robinson, who almost had that potential game-sealing pick a moment ago, is down on his back. I think it was maybe Neil Pau that got the crack back blocked. Yeah. Injured <laughs> the player. Nate Mickle in the Zions Bank end yeah. zone. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten, who keeps us in business. Trinaman's first catch, by the way, moments ago. Yeah, the intent was to uh, pick off uh, so they know which guy's in man cover when Hefo goes in motion. They see who it is, and that's the guy that they end up trying to rub. But again, that wasn't a rub. It There's was no pretty rub. obvious oh, block. And that was a good thing that Tanner Mangum kept running it because if he throws it right then, it's, it's going to be yeah. pass interference offense. Yeah, had he thrown the football. And so uh, Hefo ends up coming around and uh, runs the arc into the end zone, anticipating the ball still going to come to him. But, uh, yeah, exactly right. If he throws it, that would have been pass interference. BYU football sponsored by Harper's Homemade Bread. Harper's Bread is all natural, has no preservatives, and is just plain homemade good for you and your family. 10.24 to go in the fourth quarter here at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. East Carolina, ECU, 26 and BYU, 10. And this is roughly an average score uh, if you look at the two teams. BYU's averaging 11 a game. They've got 10. ECU's averaging a little more than 22 a game. They've got 26. One thing we've noticed about Tanner Mangum is the more he can run around and kind of just play backyard football up-tempo, that's when he seems to shine when things yeah, are I think so. slow look at, look at and more like himself exactly. on this drive. This drive began on the 16-yard line. This would be, if the Cougars can punch it in, only their second touchdown scoring drive of 70-plus yards on this season. So far, nine plays, 75. It started at the BYU 16, is down at the ECU 9. Second and goal from the 9. 10-16 to go, clock running. Cougs down 26-10. to 10. A loaded backfield and a shift to twins left and twins right. Tight end left making it empty for Mango. He's in the gun. Snap Tanner, a three-step. Looks end zone. Throws on the down and in. It's caught by Hefo inside the five to the four. But it'll be third and goal from the four coming up for BYU. You're down 16. I say four down territory. You got to get it in the end zone. Oh yeah, yeah. Field goal. yeah mess no, around with a field goal. I think at, all. at this point, yeah, you've got to get that touchdown. On that catch, Aleva Hefo becomes BYU's first 100-yard receiver in a game since Mitch Matthews almost two years ago. Slow getting the play in. Six grabs, 101 yards for Hefo. He's been a bright spot. 
last two weeks, really. Tournament, Pau, Simon, left, Bushman, right, Mangum, gun, with Heath on his left hip. Third and goal from the four. Mangum. Looking left, has to throw it away as he's dropped while throwing. It'll be fourth and goal from the four. ECU wanted intentional grounding. The play didn't develop, and Mangum is yelling at a receiver left. You're looking at Tournament and Pau. The play wasn't there that he thought would be developing, and he had to chuck it away while being hit. He had a back out there that he was trying to get the ball to. Because he got hit at the time that he was tackled, he couldn't make an accurate throw. Well, Mark, it may be a little bit of hyperbole, but if BYU has any hope of extending a 12-year bowl streak, it may come down to this play tonight. Fourth down and goal from the four with 9.14 to go. BYU's down 26-10, to 10, and Kalani Satake is on the field calling timeout. BYU takes a timeout with fourth and goal from the four. If BYU has any hope, you'd think, of winning out this season and somehow getting back to a bowl for a 13th straight year, this has to get in the end zone. We'll call this upcoming play what we hope to be a UCCU smart decision. Brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union, featuring low fixed rates on a home equity line of credit with no closing fees. To learn more, visit uccu.com. You score here, you may get 26 18 ideally with a two-point conversion of course and now you're just one score away with a two-point conversion from tying this thing of course there's a lot ahead in only 9 14 of time remaining but that would be the intention and again should they punch it in on fourth and goal from the four they've yet to make a successful two-point conversion since kalani's been the head coach so hopefully they've worked on something that they think yeah. will work for two but first it's a matter of getting six and they've got to do it well, from the four yard line between the hashes mark let's go back to uh was it it was Utah that they ran that little crossing route and had a pick play on, and it was not executed properly. I, love I still think, yeah, I still think you rub, you run a little rub here and uh, give yourself a chance, but you don't block the defender. You just rub him off. You go down and set up uh, a shield so that your other receiver has a chance to break free in that man cover. Well, here it is. One play, potentially, to keep all hopes alive for BYU. They're empty for Mangum. He's got Bushman and two wides right. He's got two wides left. It's fourth and goal from the four. The Cougars are down 16. 9-14 to play. There's the center snap. Tanner down and in. It's popped up in the air and incomplete. Intended for Trineman, who slanted in and around the five, but a lot of traffic there. Not a clean catch. It's popped up in the air. A pass breakup. And BYU does not convert on fourth and goal from the four. And that's... Even if you're complete, that's not going anywhere. There's well, just that's the same play they ran on their uh, last third down and uh, necessary yards to make a first down. So they thought they'd try it again because they had it. This time that defensive back closes right in and bats that ball up. So they threw the quick slant to Trineman. Pound bounces off his uh, chest pad up in the air and incomplete. So a pass break up. And now BYU has to hope for some kind of big defensive play with the Pirates backed up inside their five-yard line. Mark, you're right about that. It was the same play, but last time it was at about midfield, and so the defender, of course, was giving a lot more space. Yeah. That time you're backed up into the end zone, defender's tight, and there's no way that's going anywhere with how tight the defender was playing. And maybe it was going to be the pick, and that guy rode in so quickly he didn't give him a chance. 
Gardner Minshew is backing up for Thomas Cirk tonight, leaving the game injured under center. And a handoff middle, and Devin Anderson goes from the four to the seven. Gain of three, second and seven. Nine minutes to go, and now the Pirates should wisely run a lot of clock here. They're leading by 16. And BYU couldn't punch it in at the end of the first half. Can't punch it in here in the fourth quarter. They got inside the five both times. Don't get a touchdown either time. They get a field goal first. They miss a field goal later. They get nothing in turnover on downs this time. And this BYU offense has just proven this season just incapable of putting up enough points to stay in and win games. Still time left, but it's looking dire. As the run is middle outside the 11, Taki Taki, the tackle of Devin Anderson. So, if you want to keep hope alive, yet again, you stop a third down and short here, third and four, and you get the ball back with 8.15 to go on the clock and rolling. ECU needs to convert to move the chains. If they don't, you get to short field, and again, kind of hanging around, down 26 to 10, but proving fatal may be field goal miss, not getting in at the end of the first half, and certainly a turnover on downs inside the five here in the fourth. BYU offense not finding and making the plays necessary to be competitive this year. 26 to 10, Minshew backs inside the five, throws on the run to the right, and just chucks it away. So BYU does hold a quick three and out. So hang around with us here, folks. 7.45 to go. BYU gets the ball back on a short field. But they've not had as much in the punt return game. And if there was ever a time for Michael Shelton to break one, this is that time. 7.45 to go. BYU, two touchdowns and two two-point conversions away from a tie game. Can they hang in the game? Hunting from the end zone will be Austin Barnes. And Akili Davis was really close yes, earlier. On a, but he's not out there right he's now. Not. But. Snap back and... Gets it away clean. High over. Oh, oh, what a rocket. So it's one Shelton to return. Backs up, back to the 25, 30-yard line. Splits a couple of defenders. Keeps it alive to the far boundary. Turns the corner. 45, 50, and pushed out a block by BYU in the back. Flag on the field, and it'll come back. Late flag. Late in the run back. He got upfield a good way. It'll be a spot of the foul. Either way. Penalty on the play, and even the good from Shelton turns into a bad outcome. Story of the game, story of the season. Here comes a call. Return, holding, return team number 32. 10-yard penalty, first down, timeout. Seventh penalty, and we'll uh, take network stations an unscheduled bonus break here with 7.29 to go. This is a bonus break of two minutes. ECU 26 and BYU 10 hour score with 7.29 to go in the fourth. It'll be BYU first down and 10 as we come back to Greenville. After this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Terry South in our Provo studios with an in-game score update. Notre Dame on top of USC 35-14 and Penn State 28-13 over Michigan. We'll now pause for a station ID here on the new skin, BYU Radio Network. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Plus those gotta-have-it yards, and a moment ago, BYU facing a fourth and goal from the four, had to have four yards and didn't get any, and gave it over on downs, and BYU now on the year is one for 12 on fourth downs. The opposition roughly 50%, a little under at six of 14. 
First and 10, BYU at their own 26-yard line. With the score, 26-10. ECU leading it with 7.29 to go. Tanner Mangum in the gun. Looking right. Fire oh. intercepted. 30-25-20. Cannon Gibbs on the picks. And that'll be inside the 15. ECU football at the 12. Tanner Mangum's first INT. BYU's first turnover. Turnover margin is even, and that may do it tonight and this season for BYU. That was the wrong choice. Uh, he ends up having the safety free out there and throws to that man that's uh, cutting just to, behind the safety. Oh, it's an outside linebacker. He drops far enough back to be right in the way of the pass. So 12-yard line of BYU. ECU is first down and 10, 7.16 to go. Cannon Gibbs on the INT. Gardner Minshew, who's replaced an injured Thomas Sirk tonight, has been as effective as Sirk. The handoff to Anderson. Anderson picking his way downfield inside the 10 to the 9. Which Powell the tackle, a gain of 3. Second down and 7. With convenient locations in Provo, Linden, and Spanish Fork, the Pizza Factory is the perfect place for your next pregame or postgame meal. The Pizza Factory, made by locals and loved by locals. Step to the line with 20 seconds on the play clock and 6.45 on the game clock, 26 to 10. Should the Pirates score any kind of points on this drive, it'll be a three-score game. And for a team that hasn't scored a touchdown since the opening moments of the game, that yeah. will be too much to overcome. So they are running clock now all the way down. Yep. Down to three, down to two. Shotgun snap. Minshew, screen near side. Quay Johnson goes for the pylon. Is he in? No signal. Now it comes. Touchdown. ECU. 32-10 with the PAT pending. The screen near side on second and seven from the nine. And the Pirates punch it in. And BYU's 12-season bowl streak may officially come to an end here in Greenville. BYU knew it had to win out coming into this weekend. And with a loss tonight, BYU would fall to one and seven. Best you can do is six and seven. And in a 13-game season, BYU needs seven wins to be bowl eligible. At 6-7, and seven, should they even get there, they would be in a mess of teams under 500, hoping for the APR to smile kindly to put them in a postseason game, and it may not be in the cards for BYU this year that way. PAT from Jake Verity is up and good. We'll stay right here with the score now 33-10. to 10. BYU getting drilled here at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And so I, I called it a line-in-the-sand game because... Every team ECU had faced had racked up the yards and the points. And could BYU do it? Was the question. And the answer is no. And so now it's five games remaining. And they're not going to get a whole lot easier than what BYU had facing it here today in Greenville. From a defensive standpoint, certainly. And it's 33-10. to 10. Pirates putting it on BYU. BYU scored first. And since then, 33-3 to 3 is the score yeah. in ECU's favor. BYU's been run out of the building by a 1-6 program. BYU also a 1-6 team. And yet believing, as we did, that BYU was better than it had showed to this point. Like they still had the potential of being a good football team and better than they'd shown a 1-6. And, and 
can you put it together and this kind of environment was the question and we've had the answer tonight it's not a, a pleasant one for cougar fans to address but that's the way it is this season it does look too much like every other game they played so far yep touchdown pass of nine yards to quay johnson a two-play drive 12 yards and 51 seconds is all it was set up by a tanner mangum interception and that will uh do the cougars in tonight and it's been a long time since we've had to head into november let alone just late october with no postseason hopes it's just a very unfamiliar feeling in so many ways this year and we'll tell you that BYU football is brought to you by Rodizio Grill. Rodizio Grill Brazilian Steakhouse is now serving up traditional and authentic dishes in American Fork and Provo. Feijoada, farofa, picanha, guadana, you name it. Rodizio.com for info. Buenos dias. <laughs> boy. All right, 33-10. ECU leading BYU. So uh, the discussion about winning out will now change to will BYU win again Yeah, at some point this That'd season. Something. They'll have lost all of their FBS games after tonight. 0-7 against FBS opponents. They've got San Jose State at home next week. San Jose State I think is 0-7 on the year. So it might be 1-7 versus 0-7 and we just haven't seen a game like that ever at Lavelle Edwards Stadium at least not in the modern era. You'd maybe go back to the 50s or 40s and find some wacky game late in the year with that kind of record. But 1-7 uh, versus 0-7, yep. could we have that uh, next Saturday? It's a well, there are a lot of things. It's a frightening, it's a frightening uh, uh, yeah. possibility to address, but it, it may be real. Uh, it is uh, unusual that because uh, East I, I, Carolina... I, I, I misspoke, uh, Mark. Uh, San Jose State is 1-7, so a pair oh, of 1-7 okay. teams next week after a pair of 1-6 teams this week. Kickoff to Michael Shelton, and Shelton will try it from out of the end zone. 10, 15, 20, wrapped up, thrown down, 26, 27-yard line. Well, so do you still bring out uh, Tanner Mangum, or do you give the, uh, the backup a I shot think maybe, here? Uh, I think you, you do uh, say you're done. Still and, Mangum. Uh, still Mangum right now, Mark, sorry. But uh, I am surprised that uh, East Carolina has been stronger in the second half than they were in the first half. I felt as though they, uh, in the film that I've watched, they usually fade in the end of the, second, uh, end of the third quarter. And uh, BYU's moved the ball. They've gotten down there a couple times with opportunities in the second half, but haven't been able to cap it. Mangum and shotgun trailing at 33 to 10. The Cougs are. Mangum throws left underneath to Aleva Hifo. He settles and makes the catch. Aleva's had a big night tonight. Seven catches for 115 yards. Career highs for Hifo. And that's been a revelation here late in the season is that Aleva Hifo's been making plays for BYU. Yeah, that's true. And he does scamper. You know, he gets the football, and uh, Nate's really liked him all along because of his ability to run after catch. After 13 consecutive games against FBS teams under 200 yards passing, BYU's at 218 tonight. Again, Hifo makes the catch for near a first down near side of the field, this time right side. So the last 200-yard passing game BYU had against FBS opposition was Toledo more than a year ago. Well, they've ended that streak tonight, passing for 220-plus. And Aleva Hifo is the first 100-yard receiver in a long, long time, almost two years. So those things have come around tonight, but the points have not. Hand off K.J. Hall, who runs middle on second and one and moves the chains to the TCU, or the, beg your pardon, the ECU 42-yard line. Cannon Gibbs the tackle. Cannon Gibbs had the INT moments ago as a ECU player is down. That's Raekwon Purvis injured with 5.33 to go and BYU down 
23, 33-10. Mark, you mentioned BYU having a difficult time punching it in, and I think one of the reasons for that is they've not had a lot of experience down there in the Blue yeah. Zone. The coaches, offensive coordinators, they have basically a separate play sheet for Blue Zone because it's a different type of play that's required because the field is so short. BYU yeah. is having a hard time figuring out how to move the ball in the regular field, let alone in the Blue Zone. They get down there, they've not figured out how to score consistently, and I think that's why they're, again, struggling tonight. Yeah, good point, eh? BYU football brought to you by the Courtyard. Enjoy your getaway with a stay at the Provo Courtyard by Marriott. Minutes away from the BYU campus, the MTC and Outdoor Fun. You'll be happy you chose the Provo Courtyard by Marriott. Not too many happy BYU fans right now. And uh, sad thing to say, just a, a reality. It's been a rough, rough year and take you through it till the end. And the end may come uh, earlier than it ever has for BYU, at least since uh, 2004. The last time BYU didn't go to a bowl game. 33-10, ECU leads it. BYU with a loss would fall to 1-7. and seven. The best they could do in the regular season is 6-7. and seven. Again, sub-500 teams can get into the bowl mix, but it requires conferences not fulfilling their obligation with enough teams and or overall teams not being able to go with winning records. And then you go to the 5-7s and sevens and 6-7s and, and hope that the APR is high enough to go, and that's how they make those tie breaks. And BYU's APR in football is not particularly high, so... Chances are with a loss tonight, they're done and home for the holidays. Twins either side. It's first and ten for BYU at the ECU 42. A step up by Mangum, a fling to the far side, a catch by Trinaman, who squeezes between two defenders, some yards after catch, and makes the change move again. An 11-yard gain for BYU with 5.14 to play here at Greenville. Nice job of the offensive line picking up that loop stunt that uh, East Carolina brings, and uh, Tanner has had pretty good time most of the night to throw the football. Last four games, BYU has three total fourth quarter points. They throw to Hifo at the 15, the 10, and a 21-yard game make it 22 for Aleva Hifo. He's burst out tonight. Tanner Mangum's throwing the ball more confidently. Most of the times to Hifo. Well, they've changed their defense to pretty significantly. They're playing five under zone right now. So you just run out to that open spot, and you're playing against the linebacker. So first and goal from the 10. Tanner Mangum claps the hands on a three-step, looking left. Down and in, complete inside the five to the three. It'll be second and goal from the three. Aleva Hifo once again. That's 10 catches and more than 150 yards for Aleva Hifo tonight. BYU found its go to guy in this game in Greenville. Flag on the field, far side. And that was my downfield. Offense, number 88 was covered up. Five yard penalty. We play first down. 89. Who was, yeah, had to be Bushman, no 88 out there. So, back it up. 4.39 to go. A little more room to throw the football. Throw it at the end yep, zone, though. Let's see right now. Cougars break the huddle with uh, 4.36 to play. And the clock rolling down 33-10 to 10 here at ECU. Tanner Mangum shotgun. There's the clap of the hands. The shotgun snap. Tanner throws to the right side. Completes to Neil Pau to the 13-yard line. Gain of a couple is all on first down and 15. Fillmore Spencer is Utah Valley's largest top-rated law firm. They can play offense, defense, or provide a little coaching. Fillmore Spencer, solving problems and seizing opportunities for you, your family, and your business. Second and goal from the 12th. Mangum gun with K.J. Hall. K.J. Leaks out as Mangum throws near sideline, and the intended receiver fell down as Mangum threw with pressure, and it's incomplete. Third goal for the 12 coming up in a 33-10 game. 
BYU home to San Jose State next week. It'll be a 1 o'clock Mountain Time kick. So 11 a.m. pregame, 1 o'clock kick for the Cougars and the Spartans. Two 1-7 teams will go head-to-head. Take the second receiver in, run him in the shallow post, and then cut him back to the back flag. Throw the ball up to the corner and catch it and score. Here it is. What you got to do, BYU, third and goal from the 12. Tanner Mangum in the shotgun on a three-step to the 20-yard line. Steps up, fires, end zone. It is caught. Wow. Matt Bushman reaches out, makes a nice catch for a touchdown. What a catch. Matt's first touchdown catch as a Cougar, and BYU makes it 33-16 to with 3.48 to go. Boy, that, that ball was, was... That was an easy grab, and Matt no, Bushman uh... reached out and hauled in a bullet. Tanner just loaded up and winged that thing to the end zone. That's a laser. And Matt Bushman, great hands to haul that in. A bright spot for BYU. Matt Bushman moving forward. Aleva Hifo has had a great end to this month, to this point. So a couple of bright spots for BYU. Yeah. Lula's ran the ball pretty well, but uh, man, the key times tonight. BYU wasn't good enough. 33-16. to 16. This PAT will make it a 16-point game if Red Allman can send it through. 3.48 to go. An onside kick will be forthcoming. The snap and the hold, and the kick is... As good as the snap in the hole. Let me emphasize that catch was uh, such a great catch because the ball was out away from his body. He had to have his hands completely stretched out. It had a lot of zip on it, and he was able to stick it right there in his hands and make that reception solid. BYU needed that play on fourth and goal from the four when it was still a game. Yeah. 33-17. BYU's down 60. We'll stay right here with 3.48 to go here in Greenville. BYU 383. It was such a miserable third quarter. That third quarter for BYU was just nothing going. One completed pass, and just out of the locker rooms, didn't have it. And that was really needed to seize the opportunity. They could not. It got away in the fourth, and now it's just uh, it's miracle territory now. You've got to go onside kick, touchdown, two-point conversion, onside kick, touchdown, two-point conversion at 33-17 with 3.48 to go. But back to your yardage number, BYU 383, 274 passing. So... Tanner Mangum came out and threw it around tonight. 23 of 35, 274, two touchdowns and a pick. 144.6 is passer rating. But just one of four in the third quarter, and that was the key quarter in this game. The pick was also pretty huge. That really took it out of reach to this point for BYU. The pass he throws deep in the Cougars' territory, and a few plays later, two plays later, ECU scores what felt like a game-sealing touchdown. 33-17 is our score. That last drive, 73 yards, eight plays, and 237 off the clock. So after only one touchdown drive of 70-plus yards all year, the Cougars had two in this game. And that's Mangum to Bushman for 12 yards, and Bushman's first touchdown as a BYU Cougar. So congrats to Matt. Right things ahead for him. Well, that's BYU good. football brought to you by Edge, the service company. They just might be the place for your passion. We're looking to build bright futures in many fields from sales to IT. Find out more at edgeservicing.com slash careers. Mark? You'd like to have your leading receiver score a touchdown, so that's a, a good thing for Matt Bushman. Coming, hey guys. In, coming in two tonight, BYU's top five receivers were all without touchdowns. But here in this game, uh, Micah Simon picks up a touchdown, and Matt Bushman, his first receiving touchdown. Hey guys, you talk about the nice touchdown reception by Matt Bushman. It was a nice throw by Tanner. He, he felt the pressure. He stepped up in the pocket, threaded the needle, and it's amazing that Tanner can look so good at yeah. times tonight. On a couple of these drives, he's looked like the old Tanner Mangum, but at other points it just looks like <laughs> oh, the yeah. 2017 offense. Yeah, that's just what we were saying, that he skips one out there to Micah Simon, and yet uh, he throws that pass to uh, Hefo on a slant, well covered, and it's right in his numbers. 
They are lining up for onside, Greg. I should hope so. <laughs> Down 16 with 3.48 to go. On onside, near side. Caught cleanly by ECU, and the uh, Pirates have the football with a 16-point lead. Matt Bushman's the only BYU player to catch a pass in every game this season. Talon Shumway had that distinction with Bushman through six games, but Shumway hasn't played the last two while injured, and the phrase while injured has been a uh, common one on this BYU roster this season. BYU football presented by Nissan, a proud supporter of college athletics. Learn more at choosenissan.com. Take on today. First and ten, Pirates. At the BYU 47-yard line following that failed onside kick, 33-17. ECU with the lead. They'll play conservatively and play clock and, and get out of here with their second win of the season. A run for one yard to Devin Anderson. And BYU will stop the clock. Or, yeah, there you go. Signaled ECU timeout. No, that wouldn't be the case. So it's BYU timeout. So five seconds, seconds rolled off the clock. They're going to put them back on with 3.40 to go. BYU's down to two timeouts remaining. Or no, that should be one because I think Kalani called a timeout earlier as he ran on the field. So BYU be down to one timeout remaining. Scoreboard shows two and now it shows one. There we go. So BYU one stoppage remaining. And the ECU with the 16-point lead and the ball. And... The only Martins collision of tonight's game is BYU colliding with the stark reality of a sub-500 losing or sub-500 season for the first time since 2004. Martins Collision Repair for the right repair, the right paint, the right choice. Learn more at martinscollision.com. Best BYU can do is 6-7. and seven. And whether they can get to 6 is very much in question after only scoring 17 at the home of the most generous defense in all of college football and by some wide margin as well. Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback, he's been quite good enough. Handoff middle to Devin Anderson on second down and eight. He goes between the tackles for two, setting up third down and six. And BYU will stop the clock for the final time tonight. So third down and six or seven. You stop here, they punt, and now you're in still miracle territory, but you get the ball back. Yeah, you get a quick score, and then you've got to do, you got to see, you set them up with the onside kick, and then the next one you do a trick that you get it. Mark, you've been making the point that the BYU defense has kind of been let off the hook a little bit this year given the offensive struggles, and I think we've seen a little bit of that tonight. The BYU offense has again struggled, uh, but this East Carolina team, you know, putting up 30 points on the BYU defense, that's not something BYU can live with at this point. Defense giving up that many points. Yeah, that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six lengthy drives for uh, East Carolina. Even though they didn't always get touchdowns, and, uh, but they did take a lot of clock and a lot of yards. Third down seven for ECU. Gardner Minshew steps up, and he's going to be swarmed under. Corbin Kafusi with the sack back at midfield. And so ECU on fourth down and long will punt it away with 3.25 to play. It'll get to three minutes before BYU gets the ball back. Takitaki forces him up in the pocket, and that's where Corbin Kafusi meets him as he steps up. Stepped right into that sack. 
and maybe emblematic of the season, BYU finally had a double-digit play drive tonight. For the first time since the first drive against Boise State, the Cougars went 30-plus possessions without a 10-play or longer drive. Speaking of sustained consistency, they had a 12-play drive tonight for 80 yards, but it ended on a fourth down and goal from the four with a turnover on down. So the longest possession tonight for BYU with plays and yards ended with nothing. 2.50 to go. Timeout taken by ECU as the play clock was to expire before this fourth down punt. Fourth and 12. And so with 2.50 to go, BYU gets the ball back down 16. And it would be the most unforeseen thing we have ever called. BYU <laughs> were to score 16 points in the final two minutes of change. Really? We haven't had something like that happen? I don't think we've seen BYU score 16 in the final three minutes before. I don't well, think. What about uh, the Holiday Bowl? Well, I'm, I'm saying you and me. Oh, the, the buddies oh, okay. here, the tandem, the, the team up top. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had a game like the game it would be if BYU were to somehow tie this game in the final 250. But they will get the ball back with 250 to go, down 16. That's our setup. Joyous music for the stands here at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. The joy belongs to the purple-clad home team tonight. A lot of BYU fans still sticking around. They'll support their guys till the bitter end tonight. Setting up their third punt of the night. Punt away. High and short. It's a wobbler. It's an end-over-ender and a fair catch called for at the 18-yard line by Michael Shelton. So BYU first down and 10. They'll spot it at the 14. So an 86-yard field facing, we presume, Mangum and the Cougars. And despite this most bitter result, a few things that BYU found. Some consistency in the passing game, too little too late, but Alava Hippo became a playmaker for BYU. Ula Tolutau was uh, a 50-yard rusher in the first half. The game script changed, and they went away from the run, obviously. Ended up with 62 yards to this point. Yeah, they just weren't as a, played a lot in the they, second half. They just weren't successful enough in that run game in the first half to, to hang with it. He had 10 carries, 50 yards in half number one. Tanner Mangum claps the hands, takes the shotgun snap, loads up, and fires downfield for Neil Powell, who makes the catch at the 40-yard line. Yeah. That's a 21-yard gainer, 26-yard gainer, and they'll uh, stop the clock to move the chains, 2.36 to go. A terrific throw. A just terrific throw, yeah. Shuffle, shuffles. He doesn't overstride. He doesn't load up. He just shuffles, shuffle, plants the foot, and delivers. If the game plan had been a little more opened up earlier in the game, who knows how this game turns out. Tanner Mangum with the shotgun moving to his right. Dumps it off near side. Michael Simon the catch on first and 10, gain of seven. And BYU has a 300-yard passing game. Wow. So after 13 straight FBS games, not getting to 200, BYU gets 300 tonight. Now, ECU's coverage is softer, and BYU didn't throw the ball a lot in the first half, but they've shown the capability to still chuck it around out there tonight, and that's a good thing to see for this team and this program. 33-17, ECU leads it. 2.01 to go. Under two now is Tanner Mangum. Guns it near, and oh, a nice catch made by Bo Tanner on second and two to move the chains. The ball was behind Bo, but he reached out and snagged it. That was a nice grab. And the thing about they're having success in the pass game right now, if they wanted to run right now, it would be that much more wide open. Yep. And in the Kalani Sitake Ty Detmer era, this is the first 300-yard passing game against an FBS opponent. BYU's last 
300-yard FBS passing game was against Utah in the 2015 Las Vegas Bowl until tonight. So no 300-yard pass games against FBS until tonight, but it's happened here at ECU and maybe in losing effort. First and 10 at the 41 of ECU. Tanner a step up. Throws it. Oh, it should have been an interception. He was throwing off his back foot. He was being hit as he threw, and Cannon Gibbs should have had his second pick, but he dropped it at the 30-yard line. 150 to go. BYU trailing at 33 to 17. Galen Elmore was the one who was harassing Mangum, Mangum as he yeah. tried to throw it. And he, uh, as Tanner stepped up, first of all, he gets bumped off stride. That's the same time he's trying to load up to throw the football. And then the second guy hits him just as he delivers. So that's why that ball was an errant pass. Well, they may or may not be meaningful yards, but BYU came alive late. But on the scoreboard, only 17. Mangum. Deflected ball incomplete. Throwing behind Bushman, and it went through a few sets of hands before it hit the turf. Mangum was crossing, and Tanner threw behind him. It'll be third down and 10 from the ECU 41. Now, I, I really like Jonah Trinneman. Uh, he didn't get a look that time, but, but uh, he was single cover, had a lot of room out there on the left side of the field, and he was streaking toward the end zone. I, at this point, at a minute 45, and you got a chance for a guy, I think you take that chance. Third and ten at the ECU 41, 145 to go. BYU's down 33 to 17. Pocket holds for Mangum, and now it's deflected out of his hands as he threw it, and it's a loose ball. It's on the ground. Karoma yanks it away, but it's incomplete pass. Is that how they rule it? Uh, well, they're acting like it's fumble where he's spotting it. So loss of yardage and fumble recovered by BYU. As Mangum was hit trying to throw, it turns into fourth and 17, a called fumble recovered by BYU. So 118 to go. The last gasp is now at fourth and 17. Mangum takes his three-step drop, steps to his right, looks to throw on the run. Man, is, it's, oh, it's incomplete. As Bushman appeared to break open for a second, a pass breakup in front of Bushman, and that's going to do it. ECU takes over, will kneel this one out, and BYU will fall to 1-7, and seven, a seven-game losing streak for the first time since 1968, and BYU's 1-7 for the first time since that 1968 season. So, ECU gets it done, and BYU comes back east for a second straight week, and they heads back home a loser. Starkville last week, Greenville this week, and still, BYU can't find enough points to compete. BYU averaging 11, scored 17 tonight. But when ECU's allowing 50 a game, 17's not acceptable. If that sounds a little bit harsh, it's at least not going to keep you in the game tonight, and it didn't. So a kneel by Gardner Minshew, and BYU shan't stop the clock anymore. That'll do it. 33-17. to 17. So every team to play ECU this year before tonight had scored at least 34. BYU got to half of that tonight. And that half is not enough. 33-17 will be your final score. ECU will take a knee, and that yep. will take us to the final whistle. So BYU's game plan was to run the clock, uh, run the football, be able to use up clock, put drives together, reduce the number of uh, possessions by ECU in the first half. It was 10-10. The second half, it just didn't go that way. Homecoming weekend is a winning weekend for the Pirates. Final score, 33-17. Postgame recap next as the Cougars fall to 1-7 and seven and will be bowl ineligible, barring circumstances very unforeseen at the end of the season. Postgame recap next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.